Hello, I'm Hilary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Welcome to Cybersecurity CMO, a Cybercrime Magazine podcast series where we discuss with some of the top chief marketing officers in cyber, how they got to where they are, how they help differentiate the companies they work for, how they help those organizations grow, and more. I'm here today with Claire Trimble, Chief Marketing Officer at Synac. Welcome, Claire. Thanks for coming on to Cybersecurity CMO. Thank you so much for having me. I was looking forward to today. Yes, me as well. And so, Claire, to start off, you've worked in the tech industry for the majority of your career. I guess my first question for you is, you know, what was it about tech that drew you in as you began exploring different career paths? Thank you for the question. Yes, you know, I've been in technology for over 25 years now, a little longer than I'd like to admit. I started my career at Oracle with really no background in software or technology. You know, I was living in the Silicon Valley with a psychology degree, but wasn't totally sure that that career was right for me. And plus, I think I quickly realized how hard it was to pay my bills in the Valley with a psych degree. And at the time, you know, Oracle was hiring so many early in career people and they had this amazing onboarding program. And to be honest, I started at Oracle and I never looked back. It quickly became clear that, you know, technology and eventually cybersecurity would be my long-term passion. Awesome. And you mentioned your background in psychology. So I guess, do you want to tell us more about your background, your education, and any more about your experience you'd like to share? I want to get into more of your background in psych in a little bit, but just anything else you'd like to share, especially, as, you know, how you got to the role of CMO, how you progressed throughout your career? Sure. You know, I've managed some pretty, you know, large teams over the years working for companies like Oracle and Cisco and Fortinet. You know, my first official CMO role was working for a cryptography and encryption company called InfoSec Global. A friend of mine was was on the board and he approached me with the opportunity, said, this company is really on the leading edge of cybersecurity. And he said, you know, it was co-founded by Taher. And of course, I said, who's Taher? <laughs> At the time, I had no idea who Dr. Taher Agamal was. You know, I soon learned he was the inventor of SSL. I think, you know, sometimes you take on a role because of what you're going to learn from that opportunity. And I had this incredible experience of really, you know, starting at an early stage startup and preparing investor materials, sitting in the pitch meetings and such a technical market. Most of the population really doesn't understand the encryption and cryptography space. And it was just an incredible learning opportunity for me from a growth perspective and also just the amazing people that I was able to meet. And that was my first role as CMO. Very cool. So as far as your academic background in psychology, I also have an academic background in psychology. I tried to apply that to (laughs) to, um, consumer behavior and getting into advertising and and all of that. And as we approach the holidays, I don't know about you, but everyone seems to want a diagnosis at the Thanksgiving dinner table or, you know, to diagnose the one that they're fighting with, why they're the wrong one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't do that with a bachelor's degree. I can't. I, I don't know. Right. You know, how has your academic background in psychology impacted your work? I can kind of start to, you know, put the dots together, but I'd love to hear from you because that's really fascinating to me. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Understanding the psychology of why people do things and what motivates them impacts my work on a daily basis. You know, whether I'm hiring a new employee or running a new cyber campaign, understanding people is critical. You think about what motivates a cyber attack. If it's a ransomware attack, the motivation is money. The goal is to get in and to get out. 
if it's a nation state attack, the attacker wants to move low and slow, right, in order to steal IP or gain access to the crown jewels. If it's an insider threat, the motivation might be revenge of a disgruntled employee. I think, you know, understanding the different objectives in these attacks really plays into the way we market and into the message. I also think just understanding the psychology of a security buyer or a CISO specifically is critical. You know, and what I do every day, what do they actually want? I believe this is a highly desensitized persona that has been made a lot of promises over the years, right? You know, they've made a lot of investments and it's not a 100% guarantee. You know, ransomware attacks are up something like 800%, 200 1,000%. I don't know what the actual number is over the last year, but you get my point. You know, a lot of investments been made and they still feel at risk. You know, how do you sell to someone like this? How do you market to someone like this? It's challenging. Yeah, certainly. And that's a really nice segue into my next question for you, which is somewhat loaded and it's kind of two parts, but we'll start with the first part. You kind of just touched upon the second, but to start with the first, you know, for you, why is marketing so important? Again, I know it's a loaded question, but it's one I wanted to ask you. Well, I think that you could ask this question to a hundred different people and get a hundred different answers. <laughs> so I'll start with that. You know, marketing is important to me because two things. I think it's about getting your go-to-market motion right. That is so important, especially when you're in an early stage business. And the second thing is creating the right story on how a company's product or solution helps their buyer solve a particular problem or a need that they have. Creating that right story is so critical. I'll give you an example at Synac. We help our customers solve both a tactical problem and a strategic one. So tactically, our testing platform, you know, we do pen testing, we deliver on-demand security tests, we do API security testing, like we do all of these things. But the strategic value and what we do is in our ability for organizations to really use the data from these tests to understand the root cause of their weaknesses and demonstrate their improvement over time. So if you're a CISO, right, you can communicate the improvements to your leadership team and to the board. That's the strategic value. And I think, you know, really differentiating between this tactical message of I need to buy a pen test and the strategic message of I need to prove to my board that we're improving over time and I need to be able to demonstrate that. Understanding your two different buyers in this space is so important. So creating that story and getting it right. And also, it's not just about creating the story. It's about making sure that every person in your company understands how to deliver that story. Enablement plays a really big role in this as well. Absolutely. Excellent. And so you mentioned over-promising earlier. And so you know, something related to the importance of cyber marketing would be how you know, marketers can overpromise with their clients. There are a lot of threats out there. You know, ransomware you mentioned, others are on the rise as well. And I guess I'd love for you to dive in a little deeper on this and, and how to avoid perhaps overpromising and underdelivering. That's another great question. You know, if I had the answer to this, I would be a very wealthy woman. <laughs> <laughs> it ties back to understanding a customer's needs and you know don't feel like you need to say yes to everyone's requirements it's okay to say no like we can't actually deliver this in our product i think a lot of early stage companies make that mistake of you know wanting to respond to every feature every requirement and it can really take you down a very dangerous path the other thing that i will say is don't sensationalize this market saying things like you know our customers have never been ransomed or breached it's just not believable right i mean Plenty of high-profile breaches have hit organizations. 
that have had you know, top-notch security programs with a long list of security tools deployed. Suffering a security breach doesn't mean you didn't plan. I really do think it's all about reducing risk. And so when these big breaches happen, I have this expression or this phrase that I use, you know, we're not going to ambulance chase, right? We're not going to respond to this in a way that, you know, oh, they've been breached and we're going to give them something free. I think we really have to be sensitive to what's happening in the market and be believable, right? And what we say, we need to be trusted. That's really well put. And I'm glad that you hit hard on, on plan and ambulance chasing because it's certainly not an incident response guarantee. It's certainly no. a plan. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Among many other things and things that you've already mentioned, you know, you drive forward the strategy, planning, and reporting for your teams, as well as, you know, a- among many, many things that I can't list, in, you know, in totality, but as well as projecting market growth. And at the end of the day, as you mentioned, you know, helping to tell a compelling story. So Claire, what's your recipe for success? And then I guess what skills would you find essential for your position as CMO? So I think it starts with hiring a great team and making sure they have what they need to be successful. And, you know, this goes back to my psychology, right? Being able to identify who's going to be a good culture fit, what experience and skill sets are going to complement the current team we have. That's a big part of it is the team. I think constant inspection on what is working and it needs to be data-driven. Marketing's really evolved so much over the last, you know, 10 years. And the data that we get out of our programs and the things we do digitally and the intelligence of understanding what our customers want, it's just so important that we're constantly inspecting, is this working? right? Like, are we saying the right thing? Are we doing the right things? What kind of response are we getting? So that constant inspection, I think is really important. And then for me, having a passion for what I'm doing. I love what I do. I love this space. And if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, I think you're going to struggle to be successful. The second piece to your question, the skill sets, you do need to be analytical these days in marketing. You need to be able to look at all the different metrics that are coming in from all the different programs that you're running. Some of them may be more subjective. Some of them might be, I'm talking to our salespeople, all right, you know, what worked about the message? What didn't work? I'm constantly setting up one-on-ones with our salespeople to understand what they need and what's working when they're talking to customers and incorporating that feedback into my analysis of our programs. You need to understand in this space, it's a interesting space, cybersecurity, you really do need to understand the market. You need to have some sense of, you know, the tools, the solutions, the growth, the trending, the buyers. I think that's really important. And then I think finally, I will say that, you know, being an effective communicator, you have to be able to communicate internally and externally, and you have to have influence. You need to be able to influence people. And so you mentioned, of course, you know, hiring a good team. What teams at Synac report to you? I know it can be a different mixture wherever you go, but it's always so many more than I think anyone would ever expect, especially as you touched upon (laughs) analytics and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have a product marketing team. You know, we've got all the product and solution marketers on that team. I have a corporate marketing function that has the brand, the account-based marketing, social media. I have field marketing which, you know, we've got field marketers that are located in the various regions. I've got communications and media. I have a field chief information security officer on my team that is out evangelizing and telling the Synax story at events and meeting with customers. I have sales enablement. 
I have global events. And then I currently just took on the community, which is our Synac Red Team. So that's a group of 1,500 elite hackers, or I should say cybersecurity researchers, that sit behind our platform. And they're managed by a team that is making sure that they're enabled and they're successful and they have all the things that they need. So I've just taken on that piece as well. Wow, that's impressive. That's certainly a lot, but that's very cool. I can see how those would all you know, work together and what a great team that must be. And so- Diving a little deeper into strategy, planning, et cetera, how do you think the cyber criminal activity we're all witnessing is impacting marketing trends and strategies? Well, I mentioned ambulance chasing. I think it's really these crimes have real victims, and we always need to keep that in mind when crafting our strategies. It's so important to have empathy in all of this and take a step back and say, is this the right thing to do right now? And I think common sense really can lead your decision-making in the right direction if you're really paying attention. When I look at our strategy at Synac, you know, I think a massive problem that we address is the talent gap. So it's no secret to you, you know, we've had a 0% unemployment rate in cybersecurity for years now. Our founders, Jay Kaplan and Dr. Mark Kerr, founded Synac right out of the NSA with a deep understanding that most organizations wouldn't have access to the diverse talent required to address today's very sophisticated threats. And so they came up with the Synac Red Team. It's made up of 1,500 highly skilled researchers from 90 countries globally. Just think about that for a minute. 90 countries, different backgrounds, different tactics, different techniques, different procedures, different things they've seen in the wild. You know, I think diversity is a major trend in cyber right now. And that applies not only to diversity of thought and diversity of nationality, but also just lived experience and identity. You know, a good example of that is our Artemis Red Team, which is an exclusive community within the Synac Red Team that's open to security professionals who identify as women, trans, non-binary, and any others who identify as a gender minority. So we really look at addressing the talent gap as a key piece to our strategy. You couldn't possibly hire some of the skill sets and the experience required to deal with today's very sophisticated attacks that are happening. And you probably wouldn't need to, if you think about it. You may need a skill set for this one thing, this on-demand security task. And so we really look at augmenting that and helping our customers deal with this very serious issue. And so, Claire, why are so many cybersecurity mistakes often repeated? That's a good question. You know, I actually think a lot of the times organizations don't know they're repeating mistakes. Are they aware? So I do wonder on that. But I also think I hear that cyber hygiene is one of the number one mistakes that's happening still all over the place. People aren't patching. They're not doing the basics. And you think about it, it's not exciting stuff, right? Patching is not an exciting thing. But it really just takes an attacker one time to be right. Just one time, the defender needs to be right every single time. So doing these basics is just critical. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Claire, what's been, and this is probably a tough question, but what's been one of your biggest challenges in your career so far? I've been pretty fortunate to work for some great companies. I think recognizing when a company culture just isn't a good fit for you can be a challenge to overcome. Sometimes it's just okay to say, you know what, this isn't the right thing for me and it's not the right thing for them. This isn't a good fit. And having the courage to come to that conclusion can be difficult to overcome. But once you do it, you realize, you know what, I'm now where I'm supposed to be. And so I think that's probably been one of my biggest challenges. And I guess, additionally, 
what's an opportunity that you have as CMO right now? Wow. To lead an amazing team at an amazing company doing incredible things. I have to believe in the company that I work for is going to make a difference. I'm very passionate about what I do. I love my work. I love this space. I have to believe I'm making a difference. And I think my team has to see this too, right? It's not just about me. The team has to believe. And when this lines up, work is amazing. Work is really, really fun. So my final question for you, Claire, I always ask this of, of anyone that I speak to. I always like to just, you know, give you an open question. Any thoughts or advice for our audience that you would like to share? You know, if you're a CMO or a marketing leader, make sure every individual at your company knows what the go-to-market strategy is and how to tell the company's story. And do they understand what their role is in contributing to those two things? The biggest mistake I see made is not everyone being aligned on the corporate story, the corporate positioning. You know, there's nothing more frustrating for a marketer when you're hearing salespeople, you know, engineers explaining the company in different ways. And so as a leader, my advice is make sure that everyone in the company, even if you have to constantly be at them, everyone in the company understands the go-to-market motion. How are we selling our offering? How is it different? And how are we telling our story? That's my advice. Fantastic advice. Well, Claire, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Cybersecurity CMO today. It was so lovely speaking with you. And I'm sure that our audience really enjoyed listening to all of your responses as well. So just thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. I had a great time. I did as well. Thank you, Claire. I'm Hilary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining us today was Claire Trimble, Chief Marketing Officer at Synac. You can find Claire on LinkedIn, and you can listen to all of our other episodes of Cybersecurity CMO, as well as our other podcast series at cybercrime.radio. 